0: And welcome to another episode of InVarious and Pekka-Palooza. Uh, this is our podcast where we're just a couple of geeks and we talk about everything. Once again, as always, I'm joined by my cousin,
1: InVarious. Good day. Good day, all. How are we doing? doing? Pretty good, man. I'm feeling pretty good. I have, I'm excited about this, uh, this, this little podcast here to talk about something that i really enjoy star wars
0: oh you like star wars oh man i happen You're like to one of like five people in the entire world i'm sure
1: well i'm probably one one of five people in the entire world that's an enthusiast to all of them <laughs> you know yeah. there are a few of us okay you know what I mean? so so two of
0: us are on here i actually yeah. i actually enjoy you know to a certain degree all of the the movies the tv shows i mean there's There's something to find, I think, enjoyable about all of them. Uh, This episode, we are going to be focusing on the prequel trilogy, which for a long time got kind of a a bad rap from a lot of the older fans of the original trilogy. Uh, Here recently, it's gotten uh, more of a resurgence of uh, folks in our generation who, you know, we were kind of growing up with Star Wars, but then became adults around the time that the prequels were coming out and uh yeah and so we may not have had such a strong opinion about the prequels over the years but for when the sequel trilogy came out a lot of our generation are (laughs) crying out for the the prequels and uh yeah George Lucas back uh you know we're finally seeing all of the positives that came from the prequels when there's so many people who are against what Disney has done with the sequel trilogy. But that is probably a conversation for another podcast. Um, But before (laughs) we dive into the Star Wars prequel trilogy, I wanted to ask you, um, Morbius came out this weekend. Uh, Have you seen that? Have you had any desire to see that?
1: I I was excited to see it until I started reading the reviews and then I was like, and I typically don't like lean on reviews. Cause I don't always agree quite often, more often, I don't agree, but these reviews were like consistently across many sources, really bad. And yeah. so I was like, you know what? If I haven't seen the Batman yet, I sure as heck am not gonna spend <laughs> my time to see Morbius <laughs> right yet, so. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Same, same here. Um, you know, I had time today and I I gave serious consideration like throughout the week, like, you know, I kind of look ahead to, to the movies to see what's coming out because I've got um, with the, the Regal cinemas, I've got Regal unlimited. And so it's sort of like movie pass where you pay a monthly subscription fee, and then you can go and basically see as many movies as you want for nothing. Yeah, And so, you know, part of me was like, well, why not? But at the same time, I'm with you. Like, I'm, I'm hearing nothing but negatives about this movie from start to finish. And this is like, this is a movie that's had so many chances to fix anything that's been yep. wrong with it. Because it was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. And, and it's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back, reshoots, COVID. I mean, name any excuse there is to push a movie back, and it's had it. Yep. And so, you know, with all the negatives I'm hearing about it, I'm like, even though I'm not paying technically to see this movie, I'm gonna vote with my dollars. Yeah. Because here's here's my thinking on it, and I had this thinking ever since the first Venom movie came out. Like I was hoping back then that that movie would fail miserably, because yeah. I want Sony to be forced to hand over all of those Spider-Man characters back to Marvel. So because right. I want to see these characters, but I want to see them in the MCU, and I want to see them done right. Yeah. Um. You know, not nothing against Sony and the producers of these Spider Verse movies, Into the Spider Verse,
1: fantastic movie, pretty awesome. Yeah. But yeah. Well, live action things, it's just it's not working out. I just well, Venom, Venom Carnage, I thought was pretty good. I mean, but I actually, I I thought Woody Harrelson did a fantastic job in that role, reminiscent of him in Natural Born Killers, and uh, so it was that's a good point good to see you know that playing out um but my thing with morbius is like i i just remember the cartoon with his finger suckers yeah you know what i mean yeah and he had had the sharp teeth but he never used you're not allowed to bite people on saturday so you got to use your finger suckers (laughs) and And um, you can't you can't draw blood it's got to be plasma gotta be plasma so you know i kind of walked into it now now that's for all the listeners here, that is not what Marvel, you know, intended, you know, originally. Absolutely. He's a vampire. He is a so, vampire in the classic through through. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So this movie's supposed to be that way. But I'm also just not a Jared Leto fan, right? No. You
0: know? Yeah. No, that's that's another reason. You know, I don't I don't really. Yeah.
1: Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Sorry. I'm making fun of his joker rendition in suicide squad Ah, i saw
0: ah. a um a tiktok where somebody had like they were like all right i'm gonna go see morbius and then it cuts to him coming home and he walks to his dvd collection and he pulls out suicide squad where jared leto played the joker and he's he's just looking at it and he said they did it they finally did it they made a movie that's worse than you (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. uh that's that funny. that really tells me all i need to know about morbius you know that's one of those maybe i'll catch it if it hits a streaming service and i don't have to pay anything to see it but uh yeah well, i'm, one I'm more, not doing the theater for that one
1: one more offshoot before we get into our star wars did you see the first episode of moon Knight? i did i enjoyed it
0: i thought it was good i'm confused uh, yeah, I don't legit. know. I don't know what's going on, but I think that's fine because to I, I think this is the first time that we've had a Marvel series that is not directly tied to anything we've ever seen before, and yeah, so, so far. you know the, yeah they may throw some things in here and there as the series progresses, but uh, but for now, I it's I think it's refreshing to to have this brand new property in the Marvel universe that I don't know anything about.
1: I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. But well, I thought it was Oscar really interesting. Oscar Isaac's—he did a great job. I mean, just oh, yeah. playing both characters and his accent, um, both English accent, you know. Which, uh, I, you know, I wonder because I think he is British, isn't he? I don't is he so. British? He's not British. I can never tell because Tom Tom Holland is British, but he doesn't speak British. Right. But then you had well, Oscar Isaac's accent in in this was really good, you know. So I thought it was uh, for his meat character. But uh, anyway, what do they say? What's the term? I digress. So let's move towards Star Wars, the prequels. I you have I, some digest. Pro- I, digest. I, di- I digest. I digest what you say, though. I digress when I say it. Um, all <laughs> right. So diving into the Star
0: Wars prequels. Yes, this is our topic of conversation today on the blog or on the blog. Sorry, I'm a blogger from way back. And, and this whole <laughs> podcast thing is still new to me.
1: Um, all right.
0: So initial thoughts on the Star Wars prequels. Um, before we get into each individual movie, what would you what what do you think of initially when you think of the prequel trilogy? Just all three overall your initial thoughts go.
1: Um, I would say, you know, there's a, a couple of, of, of moments that come to mind that make me chuckle. You know what I mean? There's some characters, there's um some, you know, like Anakin as a little boy going but I, you know, and, and things like, you know. <laughs> it's that. working, it's working. <laughs> or uh, Aiden Christensen being like, sand gets everywhere, you know, and all that stuff. You know, just, there's course, some, some el- yeah, it, there's some elements there. But I think overall from a plot standpoint, um, I consider it to be um, kind of an, an epic tale, whether it was told as well as people, most people would want. Um, I loved seeing the progression of Palpatine. Um, you know that that whole plan and that background plan, because you know when you just seen the movies four, five, and six, growing up, you know you, you're walking in the middle of it. And so to be able to go back and to see what what what, what is this Clone Wars thing? What is that? You know, and so I, I love that. I lo- it. gave It gave me a foundation. Under something that was already well girded for me, you.
0: Um, before I get into that, like I, yeah, I want to touch on what you just said that you, you know it felt like you know when you get into the original trilogy, you know, growing up and watching those movies, it's like you're coming into the middle of the story, and that's exactly how it was designed. I think that was the genius of you know what George Lucas was trying to do. Like he yeah. was fashioning it after all of those old serials that he would see like in his childhood when he'd go to the movie theater. And, you know, like Flash Gordon or whatever, you'd show up and and maybe you're catching episode five of a 10-episode serial. And yeah. so it'd come up with the crawl on the beginning of it that would catch you up on what the story is so far. And so yeah. that's why, you know, he starts with episode four, which the studio didn't want. Like, and, and when it was originally released, the opening crawl doesn't say episode four.
1: No, oh, does it doesn't. Like, it,
0: it just has the, the original, like, the original, oh, original theatrical original. cut it's just Star Wars, and then the crawl starts, and you get you're you're getting into the story, because yeah. I, I think it was that Fox didn't want people to think that they they'd missed something,
1: yeah. But yeah. but
0: that's exactly how George Lucas designed it. it. Yeah, you're you're coming into the middle of the story. I mean, you start A New Hope, and I mean you're thrown into the middle of this chase scene in space where you've got one small ship being chased by this gigantic larger than life right. star destroyer and and that and that's where it starts and it ramps up and doesn't stop
1: yeah. um and so that's that's, that's a, the best element too it doesn't stop yeah it just keeps going like there, it, there's very few like slow moments in in any of the films
0: so when it comes to the prequels, uh, my initial thoughts are always that there's too much CGI. Sure. Uh, there's too much ADR, like where they re-record the audio over. Um, right. The scenes dubbing everything. Uh, there's too much hammy dialogue. Yeah. And there's just too much George Lucas.
1: <laughs> that's that's probably the fairest assessment right there. Is it's there's a bit there's a lot of campy things that you can see that he was amused with that's a bit out of touch with what other people would be amused with. The thing, you know?
0: the thing about when, so when he was making the prequels, you know, he had too much power, like um, yeah, not like in a sense of, uh, I'm overpowered and I'm actually Palpatine now. No, uh, like he directed, he wrote, he produced all three of the prequels. And right. so everything he said went, he surrounded himself with yes people who just agreed with everything. Let's he has an idea, okay. George, that sounds great. Let's do that. In the first trilogy, in the original trilogy, yeah, he directed the first one, but the second and third one were directed by other people. And yeah. he had other writers come in and 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 fix things in the script. And he didn't have people just agreeing with every every idea he had. He had people coming in and saying, well, why don't we look at it from this angle and try something different? Do we
1: know if he was like, was he opposed to doing the prequels um, for some period of time between Return of the Jedi and when it actually came out? Was he selective? I mean, did they have to twist his arm to do it and basically say, we'll give you full reign? Or was he always wanting to do it and he had to wait?
0: I, I, I believe he always wanted to do it he was just waiting for technology to catch up with his vision. I see. Um, And so, and so that's what he did like, and, and by the time he got to the point of uh, re-releasing the original trilogy with the special edition stuff added in, you know, that's when it was like, all right, we can do this. And so, and so that's when they're, they're in the process of, of making episode one and you've got all of the blue screen stuff happening and, um or, you know in in episode 1 originally yoda was a puppet but then they realized we need him to fight with a lightsaber and there's no way we can do that with a puppet so right. then they cgi cgi yoda and then in subsequent releases of the phantom menace on dvd of course now he's they've gone back and and made yoda cgi there too but uh um, ghost yoda yeah uh so I, I i was taking notes as i was re-watching the trilogy this time and and uh i was i was really making some detailed notes and i was like i need to cut this back because otherwise we'll be talking about these things for five hours and then i also realized like there's a lot of stuff as i'm watching the movie i'm talking out loud i'm screaming at the screen i'm like
1: Somebody should really
0: mystery science theater the the crap out of this thing i mean you I don't you, know. they didn't
1: need to you're doing it you were you were just there doing it yourself you know?
0: I like I don't think they'd ever like no one would ever get the rights to be able to do something like that. But good gosh, I think it'd be hilarious if you just you sit there and you point out like all of the little little things. Like I can't even remember some of the some of the things I was saying. Like just you know in response to to dialogue on screen and it's like mm, yeah yeah the best actor this. was
1: the best actor was Ray Park who said very little. You know what I mean? <laughs> both small. You know what I mean? He was just like was like yes email it and that yeah, wasn't even his voice. And, oh, it wasn't? That wasn't his no, voice. No, no, <laughs> oh, that's he, funny.
0: Ray Park has never spoken a line of dialogue as Darth Maul at all. I mean, wow. he spoke it on set, but it was redubbed. Like, like I said, there's there's too much ADR. <laughs> oh my um, god. When, when I Keira, never knew that. When Kira Knightley crazy. is uh acting as the decoy queen, yeah. Now I knew and, that
1: wasn't her voice. That, yeah, that couldn't have been her that's voice. that
0: is that is natalie portman recording
1: over her lines over, over her voice yeah so, you know i will say uh one kind of disappointment not that i just want to spend because i am an enthusiast and i love it you wouldn't think it from how we're starting out here but you know i was i'm probably most disappointed with um ian um mckellen is it ian mckellen who's the the palpatine or am i saying the wrong actor's name um
0: Isn't Ian McKellen uh, Gandalf?
1: (laughs) McKellen's Gandalf. Oh my God! Ian McDiarmid. Yeah, Ian McDiarmid. That's what it is. Yeah, that's my bad. (laughs) You know, you know, all those Ian's. One of those old guys. One of those old guys. No, okay. So Ian McDiarmid. So I'm I'm disappointed with his portrayal of Palpatine in the four. Uh, sessions that he's done that outside of uh, Empire Strikes Back and um, Return of the Jedi. So, um, or really Return of the Jedi, right? So, because it was so simple, it was so um, straightforward, it wasn't overdone, and yet I feel like his character, his actions, his talking, his way, his mannerisms were just a bit too much. He became less less sinister to me as wow. as he became later now i've had to work that out in my head to say well he aged you know people get slower and more sinister i suppose you know but i, I don't think so i i think that i would have loved to walk into revenge of the sith with him being a a bit more lex lutherish a bit <laughs> more you know just less uh i, I don't know he was just pompous you know what I mean? And it was just, it's a reckless pompous pompous pomposity, you know, yeah. if you will, you he's, know, he's, he's not hiding it anymore. Like, right, I, and it's okay that he's not hiding it, but he's just, you know, even the emperor, he, he's holding his cards close because he is, he's, he's planning about 20 moves ahead. Even well, that then. Was,
0: that was one of those things. Uh, it just brought to mind that, you know, one of those MST3K things that I'd you know, if, if we were recording while we were watching this, the my response would be, you know, when he reveals himself to, we're we're getting ahead of ourselves for episode three, but he reveals himself directly to Anakin, and Anakin's like, "You're you're the Dark Lord of the Sith," <laughs> and he's like surprised by it. And I'm like, dude, he's been talking about the Sith the entire movie. How, do you, how does he not know the Jedi arts? Come on, man. Oh, I know Where's your that, brain. And, that's,
1: and, and the transition there from what happened. To, to Mace Windu and all that was it, it just oh you know you it was it was hard to believe that he would kill younglings. It, you know I had to to really make a jump to believe the Anakin at the beginning of the episode to you know Order sixty six could actually kill children. I am well, sorry, let's, you know
0: we're we're jumping ahead. Let's let's go back to the Phantom Menace and Phantom start with Episode one because when you want to start with a story you want to start at the beginning right let us unless it's star wars then you want to start at episode four and then go back but uh anyway we <laughs> we're we're not doing it that way because we are just in making up our own rules as we go along all right so the first thing you want to bring up is the opening crawl uh taxation of trade routes endless debates in the congress of the republic um, isn't this supposed to be a movie about space wizards aimed at selling toys to children? <laughs> right. But, but we're yeah. all getting real political. I can see the commercials for like your, your Senator uh, Palpatine uh, action figure, or Chancellor Valorum. He comes with veto power action grip. And, and for a limited time, Senator Palpatine comes with like a free
1: spool of red tape. <laughs> Am I the only one that when I'm thinking about a blockade to a planet, I'm like, you <laughs> know, you got a lot of different ways you can leave, right? I mean I know, right? Can't you just they're why, like standing right in the front here and be like, Why are we only oh.
0: approaching or leaving from the equator?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's just go that way. You know I, what I mean? They will even see it, you know. Space I'll is be, three-dimensional. <laughs> All right. Let's fly up and
0: over and go down toward the north pole
1: of Naboo,
0: and they'll never know we're there.
1: I mean, there were there were good 2D Nintendo games <laughs> where you truly could not get past that boss. You know what I mean? You, you, you can't go over him, you know, but this is one thing that I just, I've always kind of been like, yeah, blockade, huh? Yeah. You know, I mean, I I think it's a better blockade if you have like a force field around a planet or something, right? There you go. Now that would have been a blockade, you know, but nah, just saying, just saying, just saying.
0: Um, so getting into the movie a little bit, uh, we've got our characters. You've got Qui-Gon Jinn, who is... I, I think, for me, Liam Neeson is the standout character in this movie, and I wish we Absolutely. had more more of Qui Gon out there in the world. Me too. But yeah. this is it. Um, there's a rumor that he could show up as a Force Ghost during Obi Wan's TV show. They've I would, got to. I would love They've that
1: got to. Um, yeah. And
0: he has he has even, Liam Neeson. I'm pretty sure has even expressed interest in coming back to the role at some point. But yeah, uh, who knows? They have got um, to
1: because they left that. Like that, you
0: know. He has lent his voice too. He's done episodes of the Clone Wars. Uh, He did uh, his his voiceover for the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker. So I mean, he's there, and he 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 does enjoy the character. So, um, I can't help wondering how Anakin's life would have been different, or how, how things would have turned out if Qui Gon hadn't been killed by Maul. Like, what yeah. if Qui Gon had survived and he had been the one to train Anakin growing up? Would Anakin have still been influenced by Palpatine? Would he have had that opportunity to get to him, or would Qui Gon yeah. have managed to keep keep him separate from the senator or the? Chancellor? Well, Obi
1: Wan seemed quite a bit more the yes man uh, to the uh, order or to the um, the Jedi order than than Qui Gon did. You know, I mean, so you wonder you wonder about that a little bit though not that i think that he would have been easily manipulated but even dooku says you know that i wish qui-gon had been here well and he's probably messing with him right i mean obviously but i'm just saying how you you do wonder a little bit he could have anakin's transition from start to finish even in the beginning episode with how they talk to him uh when he's in that in that chamber and um you know, they're asking, you miss your mother and all that. What does that have to do with anything? He's being a kid, you know, and they're just like, yeah, they're so like. Arrogant. They antagonize him from the beginning. They really do, you know? Yeah. They're, you know, and I and, don't know. There's a lot of Mace Windu lovers out there. But let me tell you, I, and I love Samuel L. Jackson's, you know, acting. But I'm going to tell you, Mace Windu's not the best guy <laughs> in any of the movies. He's kind of a jerk,
0: yeah. You know, he. So, so I was. You just mentioned that too. That uh, the Jedi Council is really arrogant. That is. That is the only note I wrote about the Jedi Council. To be honest, I was when I was taking my notes watching the Phantom Menace. uh, I just wrote so arrogant, and that's it. And throughout the entire prequel trilogy, the the Jedi are are incredibly arrogant about the power that they hold. They had it coming oh yeah this is why they couldn't see the rise of the dark side in in all this time because they they think they've got a monopoly on the force and and so yeah um you know you just you have to wonder how things would have turned out yeah Liam Neeson or excuse me Qui-Gon is I, I get the sense from him that while he's not necessarily uh he's not willing to be the Jedi council's like lap dog. He's he has his own voice and he's willing to speak up, you know, and yeah. and, and say exactly what he feels and believes, but he's also stalwart. He's, he is like, he is a definitely a good guy. He's not going to yeah. like flip on the Jedi and, and turn to the dark side, but like, he's, he's not necessarily going to just blindly follow the lead either.
1: Right. I think he would have been even encouraging to Anakin to leave uh, the Jedi Order with Padme. I feel like he would have been supportive, you know, of them leaving, you know, if that, like Padme wanted to do, you know, especially as they got together and then she got pregnant, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of play out there to reason outside of the Order as opposed to in, you know, when uh, Attack of the Clones... When they're in the ship headed towards fo- and following Dooku, and Padme falls out, right? And Obi Wan's, you know, saying "Stay the course," and and Anakin's like, "Stop the ship, turn around," and and he says it like three times. And 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 Obi Wan's like, "You will be expelled from the Jedi Order." He'd be like, "Screw your Jedi Order," and and he doesn't he doesn't really even think about anything until Obi Wan's like, "All right, let me just rethink here. What would Padme do?" You know, and then and then he starts to think. I think Qui Gon probably would have had a better pulse with that, you know, than Obi Wan was able to accomplish.
0: Um, Other characters, we have to get into the infamous Jar Jar of it all. Um,
1: Yeah, and absolutely,
0: I do wonder. Of course, this would never come out. Like George Lucas would never. Ever say anything different than what actually appeared on screen? But I wonder what his original plan for Jar Jar was for the for the entire trilogy, because he had such a huge role in Episode One, and yep. then received so much backlash from fans that his role was
1: diminished. Which I'm almost very disappointed nothing. with. I I really, you know, I think from a, a kid standpoint, a little kid standpoint, you're appealing to. All generations here for the movie right. um he, you know i i think the actor's name is ahmed best i think it is
0: uh-huh.
1: um he did a a, a, tr- a character a full character you know and he would he didn't miss a beat with the character he did you know it would be the same thing as if someone looked at um c-3po if c-3po wasn't a known character and then criticized him he he's consistent um you know anthony daniels okay on that so I, I just feel like it, it was a horrible horrible treatment yeah. of of this person. I felt you know?
0: so bad for for Ahmed best because of the way people treated him just yeah. for playing that character like he got so much backlash for playing jar jar it's it, he played a character and I mean how how awful is it like this guy was cast to play a brand new character in a franchise, well, in a movie that was arguably the most anticipated movie of the 20th century, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fans have been waiting for over a decade for these prequels that, you know, people have been talking about it. Like the rumors had been going for years that George Lucas, oh, he's going to eventually, he's going to come back to it. He's going he's gonna to make episodes one, two, and three because we've already got four, five, and six. It only makes sense.
1: I mean, we talked about it growing up many times about you know that that happening you know i I recall i mean that it was a it was excited talk when it when it was suggested that that would even happen it was i mean my mind was blown to the possibilities you know i
0: I still remember seeing the first trailer for episode one in the theater and just being like
1: this is finally happening do you remember how the audience was in the theater for oh, all yeah. three of them, I mean, I've never, I have never, other than being in the theater with Iron Man uh, and Endgame, I've that would be the only other time that I think I've ever seen anything trumped was when Captain America caught, you know, the the Thor's hammer, and when you know that scene uh, when he says, "And I'm Iron Man," you know that those that's the only time never before have i have i seen such a display of excitement than when in the theater for all three movies
0: it was like when i remember so when it when it first came on and and you hear the music like it's recognizable music yeah playing um i think the first words that show up on screen are like in every generation or something like that um and then it's like the the opening scene from the 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 trailer, if I'm remembering right, is the Gungans coming through the fog to where they, you know, to the end battle. But that's that's mm-hmm. the first scene you see coming into the trailer, and like there's this hushed reverence over the the entire audience in the in the theater. And yeah. then and then when it's like fully revealed that this is Star Wars, and you hear that theme playing, like it, it punches it, and everyone's like screaming. And screaming so excited like oh my goodness this is we've been waiting for this for what at this point 17 years yeah. uh for no six, 16 years 83 to 99 it's just
1: like and there wasn't there wasn't the resources now that there were you know are oh, then yeah. that there are now to be able to anticipate things coming out like imdb you know yeah. i mean you didn't you didn't, you didn't then, have was,
0: youtube to that, watch uh trailers on like the internet was still in its infancy. Like you yeah. had AOL, you had Prodigy, and this is, this is, you had prodigy. Dial-Up. <laughs> we were still dealing with Dial-Up internet in 1999. And it's yeah. like, now we're finally getting to the point where, you know, it, it, I, I think it wasn't until episode three came out that it was like, cause that was 2005. And it was like, Oh, well, now we can finally get rumors of stuff happening yeah. uh, on the internet. I remember I think it was when I was in college, uh, episode two came out. um, But leading up to it, well, I was in college when episode one came out too. But anyway, leading up to episode two, you started seeing people were making like their own fan trailers online. Yeah, It took a half an hour to download a two and a half minute fan-made trailer. But uh, (laughs) like for Attack of the Clones, somebody made a trailer um, with... uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Anakin, because because at the time the rumor was they were going to cast Leonardo DiCaprio. They wanted him to play Anakin Skywalker, yeah. and so somebody had had made a full trailer. And um, since they thought it was going to be about the Clone Wars, and they had a feeling that Boba Fett was going to play some kind of role, they had uh, like a whole bunch of different people in Mandalorian armor just like cloned in the yeah. in the image yeah it's it was it was so great like but you know we're getting off topic now we're talking about the the internet well
1: <laughs> i'd like to talk about about the uh the lightsaber battles that uh, for all three but really what happened in episode one i mean was a whole new world oh, i yeah. mean for i mean it because lightsaber battles from four five and six were you know not anything like that and so the choreography they were very
0: simple in the first original I mean, trilogy
1: incredible incredible uh display yeah i just uh, that duel of the fates that song that comes up when the doors open and darth maul is there and that whole scene is is probably one of my favorite scenes of any movie yeah um, th- that and anakin and obi-wan's battle in, in the third one
0: Duel, you know, duel of the fates sure. makes uh episode 1 worth it like it doesn't oh, matter any anything negative that you say about episode 1 it it gets trumped by the lightsaber duel uh between you've got Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus Darth Maul and it's just like right i mean as soon as darth maul shows up and he lights the second end of that lightsaber oh yeah
1: and it comes right up uh, it's just like how is this possible <laughs> blows my mind. I mean, I, I think uh, one of the things that that I think about critically uh, being critically received was that there was so much anticipation and excitement and tolerance um, when that movie came out. It, it's not until retrospect that people really looked back, I think, and gave gave it a, a, a I don't know, a meaner look at it, you know. But I mean, there are things I mean, obviously that we've talked about and, and you'd be you, so critical about Jake Lloyd, you know, and, and his portrayal. Well,
0: I feel bad for that guy, too. Me, too. Like, his, his life did not go well after episode one. No. And I feel bad for him, too, because, yeah, he's just a kid. How many kids do you know out there who are child actors who nail it on their first
1: performance? Yeah. I mean. I just, I think it's just ridiculous. I'd like to just point out real quick. That while IMDb um, gives Star Wars a uh, 6.5 out of 10 um, for, for Phantom Menace, um, I'd just like to remind everybody, anybody who's listening, that it had a, a, a huge amount of awards that it won, you know, when it came out. Um, it was a nominee for a huge amount, but also they had Best Costume, they were winner uh, the Saturn Award for Best Costumes, Best Special Effects, Best Science Fiction Film, Best Actor for Liam Neeson as a nominee um, and Best Supporting Actor for Ewan McGregor. I mean, this was this was listed out there. It also won for other, you know, organizations beyond Oscars. But um, I mean, just there was a lot of awards and a lot of attention. So, you know, just just saying, you know, it, it earned its keep, if you will. The critical piece of it came a bit later, you know, on that.
0: All right. One last thing before we move on to episode two. It's said in every Star Wars movie. I have a bad feeling <laughs> bad about feeling this. about this. Who said yeah. it in this one?
1: Uh let's see. And do you I... remember the context? Okay. So episode one. Was it Obi-Wan?
0: It was Obi-Wan. It was right. It was his very first line in the movie.
1: They, yeah, they he arrive. Said, he and, said it right. He's yeah, that's right. They're sitting in the in the room. Uh-huh. That's right. As, that's soon, right, as, as back, soon as yeah. they
0: walk in, they take off their hoods. And Obi-Wan's first line is, I have a bad feeling about this.
1: That's right. That's right. Man, oh man.
0: All right. So now we move on to episode two, Attack of the Clones. It's 10 years later. Anakin is a Padawan, and he is learning how to be a Jedi under his master obi-wan kenobi yeah um now so this is this is one that uh of the three i feel like looking back now i consider this one the weakest
1: of the three i do too um and it's
0: it's not because of the story it's not because of attack of the clones it's mostly because of the dialogue and the what i perceived to be a forced romance between anakin and padme now i I know it had to happen because that's the story anakin is luke and leia's dad padme is luke and leia's mom so we knew it had to happen but it's so awkward like from start to finish and and there's no there's no logical bridge between
1: why she would like him
0: Right. Padme feeling so uncomfortable with this kid yeah, who she hasn't seen in a decade and probably hasn't really thought about, let's be honest. Right. But he reenters her lives or is reinserted into her life. And all we know about him is that he has been obsessing over her for the last 10 years. Yeah. So the truth of the matter is, Anakin isn't really in love with Padme he's infatuated with her he doesn't really understand what being in love with her actually means he's just possessive and and just wants her to be his own and it's just like I don't know the the, I mean the dialogue is like poorly written high school literary journal stuff
1: (laughs) yeah well I think too if you if you consider other movies that we've seen or or maybe some some just in the culture tv shows that you can take someone who's a career woman or a politician like she is and have her be so completely inundated with that world that when she experiences something from her youth that's different you know I think of that movie with um Charlize Theron and um uh was it Seth Rogen where where she is like this pop political person or she's like some bigwig and he's like just not you know what i mean but I think i know what you're
0: com- talking about i didn't see it but i but i she's know what completely you're
1: about. infatuated with him um as well because of what he brings to the table outside of her world um so i think there's a way to be able to tell when you've got somebody who's you know not you know, who, who just, you, it doesn't make sense that they would be together, right? Um, well,
0: and especially, you know, she follows into Tatooine because he's having all of these nightmares about his mom, right? And yep. so she volunteers to, to go with him because he's supposed to be protecting her from an assassin. And, uh, and so she goes with him and he finds his mom, slaughters an entire village of Tusken Raiders and admits to killing women and children along with the, the men, the warriors and what she just thinks. That's the guy I want to have babies with.
1: Right. Right. I, sorry. The movie I was thinking about was the long shot with oh, okay. her and, and Seth Rogen. Um, but, you know, I just think there's a way to be able to show if there was a little bit more of, of showing her, but there's just not time for it, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, by saying that they've been separated for 10 years, I think is a mistake. You know what I mean? I think that that them being separated and not having any interaction, and that was the first time, made it a much harder sell. Yeah. You know, and the first yeah. time.
0: All it would have taken was, hey, throw in a line saying that they've been like pin pals or something for the last decade. That right. he's been following her career and she's flattered by it. Right. Yeah. That's that's something very simple to, to put in there. Uh, but they didn't they just they they throw this kid in there who uh is making googly eyes at her and she even mentions that it makes her feel uncomfortable
1: but he keeps it made doing me it anyway feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it made, <laughs> it made everyone my, in america son, feel uncomfortable my son is nine years old he's watching it with me and he's like oh man you know my, that's what he does he's watching him be he be kind of inappropriate and he's like oh dude you just you know and i'm like that's right. That's right, nine-year-old. Even you can sense this. <laughs> no means yeah. no. Yeah, no means no. Um, um, no, go, but ahead, go I th- ahead. I was just going to say, like, the, um, I, I think that what would have helped also set up the third movie uh, would have been a, a, a better progression of Anakin's maturity. Uh, unfortunately, with the petulant youth that you see at the beginning is also who you see later in the yeah. movie. He, he has no character arc seeing. in this movie that's and that's that is really unfortunate yeah. um i don't think that's his fault necessarily at oh, no. christensen's um it's a little bit i don't I, I don't think i want to take away completely the fact that you know that you know you, you got some bad writing but there was some inflections and tones that he exuded that man you just it just made him seem very young
0: well, see, and I was, I was actually going to say that Hayden Christensen, I feel like gets a bad rap for his role in this. um, You know, I I don't think he's a bad actor at all. I no. I think that a lot of it, it does go back to the writing and it goes back to the directing as well, yeah. um, because this is this is his first big role and, and he's trying to do it right. He wants to do what George Lucas is telling him to do. And so he he does it. um So, yeah. I, you know, that's, that's what I've always, how I've always tried to look at it. Like, I, I don't, I don't see him being the main problem with, with the prequels. Like a lot of people, no. I feel like do. Um, one thing I wanted yeah. to, yeah, to bring on. up when, um, when they do leave Tatooine, they get the message from Obi-Wan and he's on Geonosis and, and they yeah. have to go rescue yeah. him. Um, and like, at this point, Padme takes charge and is like, yeah, yeah I'm going so to going. help him. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to come with me and protect me, then let's go. Yeah. Uh, but when they leave, they take C-3PO. Now, <laughs> 3PO has been working on the moisture <laughs> farm for the last 10 years. Right. He he came there with Shmi Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. And the Lars family is just OK with losing their protocol droid. now. They
1: probably they probably are. They're probably at this point. <laughs> they're like, look, it's been 10 freaking years. We're done. Get you know, him out of take gear. him. Take him with. They had the Han Solo hey, approach. They're just He like, speaks
0: 40 million
1: languages. He will be a great asset to you in space. Go. Yeah, he speaks 40 million languages, <laughs> but can't speak our language, you know, the way we want him to. So, you know, take him. Um, no, that is funny. Um, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but I do want to say there is a, a, a line of dialogue that I have you know, I've watched a lot of movies, you know, I've read a lot of books. I've read books from classic literature, Greek class, classic literature all the way to modern, you know, and I'm telling you, I have been, I cannot seem to wrap my head around some dialogue that Anakin and may have. And I'm so hopeful that you can. Is it the same either... thing? No, no, I get <laughs> that one. But I need you to either validate that it doesn't make any sense or I need you to explain it to me and, and clear this up. It's the part where, you know, uh, in, in, the, in Revenge of the Sith, they're on the balcony. You know, they, she's doing her hair, you know, and she's, she looks really oiled up, you know, and she looks very, very different than what we just saw her up in the previous scene with her, her little bun, you know, Leia hair thing going on. And she's on the balcony, she's brushing her hair, and she's talking about wanting to have the baby on Naboo, all right? And then he comes out there, you know, and he's saying you're so beautiful, and and the dialogue goes like this: she's he says you're so beautiful, and then she says so love has blinded you, and and then he kind of jokes and be, and was like that's not really what I what I meant, haha. Actually, you know, she says probably true.
0: She starts with um, it's because I'm so in love with you. And then he says, no, it's because I'm so in love with I'm you. I'm so in love with you. And then she, and then says, she says, so love so has blinded me. you. That's not what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that
1: that whole okay. scene, none
0: of it makes any sense.
1: Okay, thank you. Because honestly, I again, I watched it. You know, today I'm just going, mm, mm, That entire scene could
0: have been cut from the entire movie and everything would have been
1: just fine. I think they only kept it in there because Natalie Portman looked pretty good in that scene. You <laughs> know what I mean? I mean, she she did. I will say if we're going to talk about anything, Natalie Portman um, did did such a great job, I think, in all all three films consistently. You know, yeah. she's I think her acting was uh, spot on. I but think she's a she good played actor. The, she is a good actor. I mean, definitely ever since. But she she's definitely one who from being a kid, she did the kid acting, you know, and yeah. Leon, the professional uh, all the way up to, to this. Um, but with that, you know, she portrayed the Leia. You, I mean you see where Leia came from out of her. Right. Yeah. And and wow, wow that you got that. I wish we could have gotten that with ever anyone else. You know what I mean? But uh, I think she did it incru- Ob Obi-Wan, I mean, you McGregor to me is great. Not that I don't think you McGregor necessarily was as great as Natalie Portman was, because they're but that may not be his fault because there were some hello there you know i mean just things like oh that's a classic line you can't take that away from me come on i don't Well, you come on there's just some things right but there's there's just some moments and some of it's cinematography where that moment for example in attack of the clones no was it attack of the clones or no that was revenge of the sith yeah yeah so he pops down there. He's going to take on Grievous. He knows he's got his army that's about to encroach in. And so he comes down and he does his little, you know, his, his lightsaber move, what he does with his fingers out like this, you know, yeah, which I think is called Seresu. So there's like a few different, because uh, we should talk about lightsaber styles, because I think I, if I'm, I, I'm, I'm, hopefully I'm not saying it wrong. But one of them is Vapad, I think it is. And one of them is Seresu. There's like four of them. And in his, the one he does is, I'm probably butchering it. And if anybody ever listened to this, they'd be like, um, you know, hating me. Um, yeah, we need some
0: real Star Wars geeks on this.
1: I <laughs> know, yeah, right? Right, we're the lame. But one of the things that people will talk about about these different styles um, is like Mace Windu. How come Mace Windu, Or how come Palpatine in, in Revenge of the Sith was able to just mow through three Jedis with pretty simple moves and then go to Mace Windu and then they're matched, you know? So I I read later after the movie, and this might've been like an after the fact being like, yeah, it doesn't make sense, but we're going to make something up about it. So it does, you know, like they did with Lost, you know what I mean? But so like this is this is something where they both have a similar fighting style and that fighting style completely just wiped through the other jedis cuz they had no exposure to it. You know, but Mace Windu had that fighting style and so he was able to kind of match match him and meet it. Have you heard anything about that?
0: Um yeah, like it's it's almost like he's able to sort of tap into the dark side when he is when he's dueling um and so yeah then he is prepared for uh palpatine's attacks whereas the other jedi are just completely at a loss like it's 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 almost laughable to see you've got these four jedi masters uh walking up on palpatine who is i mean for all intents and purposes, just a helpless old man sitting in a chair. And then like, he just flicks his wrist and here's a lightsaber and and he flies at him. Like he just just flies at him and, and like he's telegraphing his moves, right? Like he's, he's drawing back the hilt of his lightsaber. And you've got like several full seconds to like, okay, I need to block this, but he just, Jabs forward just nose, nose and just goes straight through two of them at once, and it, and then yeah. like it takes another few seconds, but then Kit Fisto is out of the picture, and then it's just him and, and Windu, and it's like how do you, how did they not see that coming? But it's because so, he's like using the dark side, and and yeah, they are again. This is. goes back to the Jedi just being so arrogant; they feel like they've got a monopoly on the Force. Yeah. And they so they are not prepared to face someone who is that powerful in the dark side.
1: So to confirm that these are there are like seven forms of lightsaber fighting, and one of those is Suresu, and that is the one that Obi-Wan used, and I think taught Luke or, or Luke was ended up learning that way. But uh, Juyo or Vapad, V-A-A-P-A-D, is the seventh form, which is what Um, Darth Sidious was using so um, and Mace Windu um, does that form as well because it's the most aggressive style Yeah. so that you know and thank you to Ultrasabers.com for validating (laughs) my uh, what I had heard from somewhere else
0: Um, so we've kind of just jumped into Revenge of the Sith real quick there let me go back to Attack of the Clones for just a minute Um, do you remember your you know, going back to theater experiences, um, when, so, setting the scene, Obi Wan and Anakin have basically lost their fight against Count Dooku. Yeah, and then you see the shadow of Yoda. <laughs> yeah, rolling yeah. in. Yeah, what do you remember? that like in the theater I like do. people oh responding to
1: that <laughs> i was one of them like i, I remember like on my feet like woo-hoo! you know i was just crazy excited
0: i was so i went and saw it with um actually my choir director from bluefield uh chris Shepard, uh and and so we're sitting there in the theater and like we we see yoda walking in and i'm just like <gasps>
1: <laughs> I know what's I know. happening, <laughs> know. and quite the build too. Because you know, it's I I loved how they built it because you're going from like you know he's using the the force, he's using the force lightning against him, and he's doing that. But then when it gets to him, like and like when when Chris release says, "I have just settle this with our lightsabers," you know, I'm like, "No, no." And then <laughs> Yoda's like, just pulls his hand out. And the, he, he doesn't even pull. reach for the lightsaber. He, he just opens his robe,
0: and, <laughs> and it just flies to his hand.
1: Yeah. At that point, everybody <laughs> just, you know, and then him doing that little acrobatic just everywhere, you know. I, oh man, chills! It was that was so incredible.
0: But then when the fight's awesome. over, he goes back and picks up his cane and hobbles. away and he starts
1: hobbling. I love that. That's the best. That's so good. All right,
0: one last thing. I have a bad feeling about this. Who said it in this one?
1: <coughs> um, that was Anakin when they were out in the pit. That's
0: when right. they were in the, the arena.
1: arena. Yep. Yeah. All
0: right. Episode three: Revenge of the Sith. This is this is the reason we wanted prequels in the first place.
1: G-G.
0: This is yeah. this is the one that uh, that made it all worthwhile because this is the one that finally gives us Darth Vader um because when it comes down to it that's what the purpose of the of the prequel trilogy was it was to tell us the story of anakin's fall to the dark side now i think there there can be um it can be argued that his turn to the dark side feels abrupt and I, we've already mentioned that a little bit um which i think is why it's important for people out there if you have never seen Clone Wars the animated series. Oh yeah. Take time to watch that. Like yeah, go on the helps. internet and find the list yeah. of of that are like essential episodes of the Clone Wars. Yeah. And and that will help you see Anakin's complete journey from Jedi Padawan yeah. to where he ends up in episode 3. It's, for, it's so much better.
1: Or you generation of cliff notes people. <laughs> watch the entire thing and don't miss a single one and actually go to you know a website that can tell you the order you should watch them and watch them all for example Star Wars, uh, dot com has a list for you on what the episode order is so you can watch the, the episodes, episodes in chronological order yeah yeah because yeah. they had a little challenges of the releases that came out with with that show but yeah. man you are right you are absolutely right at, at the very least, so you can meet Ahsoka Tano. At the very least. Oh, my gosh.
0: You know? I would argue that she is the best character in Star Wars history. She oh, is wow. amazing.
1: Like love, I love it. I'm yeah. so
0: glad that, that she is, I mean, not only she showed up in Rebels, She has shown up in Mandalorian. She showed up in Book of Boba Fett and she's getting her own live action series. I think Rosario
1: Dawson. I mean, wow, you couldn't have picked a better person. Yeah. I mean, she, she's great.
0: Like fans had been wanting her to play a live action Ahsoka for years. And it's almost like they manifested that to happen in reality. It's, it's so great. Um, so when we, we've, we've already touched on a little bit the scenes with Anakin and Padme, um, you know, the argument is that they are still cringeworthy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Again, it's not yeah. necessarily because of the actors, but because of the writing. Um, and we've already addressed I, that that one scene just makes no sense whatsoever. But at least there are fewer of those scenes in this movie. There, it's yeah, more it, of a focus it, on yeah. on Anakin's actual struggle
1: with... Because they're together now and, you yeah. know, you don't have to... Nothing to be proven. Yeah. Um, I, I will say the... As far as the Jedi order and or the council and Anakin and that whole thing and, and Palpatine putting him on the council and then trying to get him to spy, and then that whole scene with Palpatine at the opera, that whole thing was was really well done, in my yeah.
0: opinion. Yeah.
1: I thought that was the right progression towards him losing confidence in the Jedi, you know, or that you know, and him being able to make that transition towards thinking the jedi council was evil definitely did not pull off showing me that he could believe that padawans or or younglings should be killed you know that yeah th- there's nothing in the movie that showed me a progression enough that it made it believable that he would kill those kids
0: yeah i think you know we we you mentioned well didn't mention but we kind of Made this point with the the Anakin and Padme relationship that it would have made more sense if there was um, something implying that their relationship had continued in between Phantom Menace and, and Attack of the Clones, right? Yeah, I think that that it would have made more sense this this build up to turning to the dark side if Palpatine had been dropping hints about the Sith over the course of the last few years during the clone wars or, or, yeah. you know, because he's had this relationship with Anakin. Why? I mean, is, is it ever really explained why Anakin and Palpatine have such a close relationship?
1: No, I, uh, other than just in the first movie, um, when, you know, Palpatine says, um, you know, we'll be watching, watching your, yeah. movie for much, you know, interest or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only, the only one. Um, and, and then just pulling back and saying, you know, with uh, Padme when her life was threatened, you know, just being like an old friend, perhaps, you know, something like that yeah. uh, as part of his plan to try to draw in. Because he had to have known, you know, he, he had to have sensed back then and followed um, just the power, just just feeling the medical orience, feeling the force yeah. uh, exuding off of the young Anakin.
0: Well, I mean it's it's still implied too that you know it did he not create Anakin through the force?
1: I think so. I think that the I think comic they I books, think they
0: confirmed that in the comics. Yeah. I think they
1: confirmed is that he he had through the force and had you know uh Shmi Skywalker impregnated. Yeah. Um is, is what it happened. So um
0: you know, speaking of Palpatine, if you if you need proof that your government's leader is evil. I mean, you get it right at the beginning of episode 3. Um, you know, Anakin has uh Count Dooku on his knees and has two yeah. lightsabers at his throat. And he orders Anakin to kill Dooku.
1: Do it. Do it. Like, I still say that to this day. Who there's no kids?
0: arrest, there's no trial and and Palpatine's just sitting there. Do it. Kill him. I thought good Anakin good
1: kill him do, do it, it. <laughs> yeah do it you know I tell my kids that you know when they don't listen I'm like do it um,
0: that's, that's not how the law works in the Galactic Republic right I mean I'm not familiar with their constitution but I would assume it's fairly you know. similar to that of the well, United and, States
1: and then you have the part where where they're leaving and of course you know Obi-Wan is just got like got his leg a little crushed by this beam that's falling down, you know, that that, that pushed down. Yeah, it would have been better to have like a whole big rubble fall on top of him where you couldn't barely like see him but his hand or something than to be like, because it wasn't believable when Palpatine was sitting here going, We don't have time, for- yeah, there's no time, you know, and then his
0: fate will be the same or, as ours.
1: Yeah, the most bland comment in the movie his fate will be the same as ours, you know, just just bland, you know. But uh, And then there was also campy moments with Palpatine just in that whole opening scene where, you know, when they're fighting against Grievous' force, he's like, yes, you know, or good or whatever the case. Or no, it's Dooku. He's like, he's like yeah, get him. You know, it's just like stupid stuff, you know. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, as you move forward and you progress in the plot of the movie and, and everything's kind of rolling, I feel like Order 66 was handled very well
0: oh yeah it's heartbreaking
1: it's 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 heartbreaking
0: like if if i'm in the right frame of mind or maybe the wrong frame of mind watching that scene i will tear up yeah like the the score that is underlying that scene those those moments yeah yeah it's like even that will will tug at the heartstrings and it's like it really does so sad to like because because you're again you're you're experiencing these Jedi who who one almost would think are basically invincible, right? They're they're supposed to be able to foresee things that are happening. They're supposed to see you know steps ahead of of what's going on. They're supposed to sense right. danger. Like Yoda, yeah. Yoda obviously does. He senses the danger before it comes, and he beheads two clones in one swipe
1: yeah. in a, in a split second, though. I mean, right? You know, just close
0: but none of the other jedi see it coming no no and and it's just like and so again this is this is another uh just picture of how arrogant the jedi have become and how yeah. blind they are it's the power of the dark side they they never foresaw this coming they never yeah. saw that they could be betrayed by the leader of their government like this and yeah and that it was yeah. set in motion over a decade before that like yeah. it's just it's so crazy that nobody ever saw it
1: and yeah just- I, I i agree i you know there there are some elements that play from and we didn't talk about this with attack of the clones but it plays into this movie as well well where there, there wasn't much explanation to what happened with uh sifo in creating the the clone army mm. and all of that there's a lot of things being alluded to the the slow burn of what what culminated? You also, you know, you have to think. There's other elements that couldn't. That just, I guess, there's not enough time to put in there. Like when Palpatine announces the Galactic Empire, and and uh, Padme has her famous line. You know, this is how liberty, you know, dies with thunderous applause, uh, which is a great line. Yeah. But to have a whole room of people who are, uh, you know, it's a summit of people who, you know. Giving up that to want to have an emperor would have taken a lot of manipulation over the course of 10 years or more. Yeah. You know, and, and so you don't really see that. It, it, But I don't think any of us feel like w- – would look at it as fans and say it's not believable uh, per se because we know that somebody can stand on top of a bar table and, and change a nation to try to commit genocide you know, thinking of Hitler, you know, or anything like that. So, you know, people being sheep and people being manipulated into welcoming in some, you know, horrible dignitary uh, that would do horrible things is not unknown to history. Um, those things all make sense. But the one that gets me is about the kids. It's, it's Anakin with the kids. And you know what could have happened? It could have been as simple as Anakin showing conflictedness in that scene. Where he goes in and he's like, Master Skywalker, there's too many of them. You know, and then and then he just like looks and he's he could have followed that up with, and been like, you know, lit his lightsaber. And it's, and it's like, I'm sorry, it's not because of, of who you are, but it's who you're going to become. Boom, and then kill them. It could have been a one-liner where it just showed him flipping the mental switch and being crazy on his dogma. You I know? think I've got an he, answer
0: to that though. Because the dialogue that happens before he goes to the Jedi Temple, Palpatine gives him explicit orders, wipe them all out. Kill everyone. Like, he doesn't specifically say kill the children too, but he says kill everyone. And the reason he gives that order is, and this is manipulating Anakin again, or Vader at this point. Kill them all so that you will be powerful enough in the dark side to save Padme.
1: Oh, I see. So he's that that is the point of the whole right. Yes. So that you will have power.
0: That is the that is the whole, you know, do do this. You're doing these dark deeds so that you can become more powerful in the dark side, so that we can work together to save Padme from death. That is the root of all of this because he's afraid to lose Padme. And he 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 makes all of the choices he makes in this movie because he doesn't want to lose her again. He's he possesses her. He doesn't love her. He's infatuated with her. Um, When she tells him that she's pregnant, his initial response, again, is fear because not because he's afraid of being a father. He's not afraid of having kids. He's afraid of losing the attention that he gets from her because. She's going to have to turn her attention to their
1: children now, or to maybe, their child. Maybe I could see that. I could see that. But you know, I mean, I, it seemed to me that the that the movie was pushing more the learn from my knowledge and not and not the fill up your evil bank to have enough power. Um, and and I, but I agree that makes sense. That would be good if that had been pushed a little bit more. I probably. And that's probably the thing about some of this stuff is, and I can make the mental jump because I enjoy all of these movies with the exception of seeing Ian McDermott's forehead. Um, (laughs) I have trouble when his face
0: melts like a candle
1: and his head looks like he has, you know, pretty much butt butt cheeks. He has a butt crack (laughs) up the top of his head. I I just can't unsee it. I can't, I can't, I'm like, put the hood on, put put the hood on now.
0: Which um, apparently
1: was accurate to how the original makeup was for Return of the Jedi. We just
0: never but saw you it. You never had the hood, saw yeah. it
1: because he had the hood on, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see. <laughs> There's the- a
0: reason why you're wearing a hood. Put it on.
1: Yeah, put put that back on. <laughs> um,
0: I I do think that there is a touch of Anakin feeling guilty. We don't, but we only see it for a moment. When he's when he alone on off.
1: Mustafar, yeah, any tears after he, tear yeah, he's,
0: he's he's yeah. done. He's wiped out the Jedi Temple. He's wiped out the separatist leaders, and he's alone, just staring at the lava scape on Mustafar. And I think at that point, it's all weighing on him. Everything he's yeah. done, and so that's when we see his last real, I think, human moment.
1: Yeah, I just um, assumed the contacts were burning his eyes. You know, <laughs> the uh... well, he's not wearing them at that point. He's oh no, he, he's it's, well. It's I, gotta normal. This, I gotta ask you that question then, because um what constitutes the eyes changing? You know, f- is it in- fully you're fully de- enveloped in the dark side? Okay.
0: I think that's what it is because Palpatine's eyes changed yeah. when he was uh like Changing. Using force lightning against Mace yeah. Windu. Uh, at that point, he was full on dark side. He wasn't hiding anything anymore. He was, and and that's and I think that's why his his entire face made the transition it did. It wasn't because he was damaged or scarred by the lightning. It's yeah. because he has finally shown. That's his the true theory face. that I've
1: heard. I've heard that theory too. That 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 his deformity. He says it was a deformity and that he was scarred, but that's not really true. Yeah. That his his full expulsion of the dark side has now unmasked what he has been portraying in a, in a, that's his uh, true face. face. Yeah. 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 All right. Um,
0: all right. So, so one last question. I have a bad feeling about this. Who said it in episode
1: three? Was it Palpatine?
0: Nope.
1: Uh, let's see here. Okay. Hold on. Hold on oh man uh man i was i was batting you know two for two you're doing good
0: you're doing good i was two doing good three.
1: look let me just let me just give me two <laughs> seconds here let me just just go through it real quick it's not uh wow you know i just you want to i think i yeah it's at the beginning well that's why i was thinking it was it was palpatine that it was at it was at the very beginning when the ship was crashing.
0: Palpatine doesn't have a bad feeling about anything. Everything's going according to how he foresees it. <laughs> Everything's great for Palpatine. No, it, it's Obi-Wan. Is it, is it Obi-Wan? Yeah, when they're, when they're flying toward the invisible hand and the the uh, blast doors are closing on the uh, landing dock or whatever, oh, and they've yeah. got to like okay. get in there right in time, and as they're flying towards it, I have a bad feeling about this. All very right.
1: good, very good. So
0: so now the ultimate question, before we wrap up our, our conversation about the prequel trilogy, which one is the best lightsaber fight? Is it episode one, Duel of the Fates? Or is it episode three, Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader on Mustafar?
1: I, I think I can say, like, without question, although I, I absolutely love the Darth Maul fight. Love it, love it, love it. Love the music, love everything but the choreography, I mean, of, of Obi-Wan and Anakin fighting, it was like a dance. It was, it was incredible. I'll ne- in fact, it is so much so that I cannot wait to see them together in Obi-Wan because Oh, oh my gosh.
0: Do you know that? Um, so when they were doing the pre-visualization for that final fight between Obi-Wan and Vader, uh, Steven Spielberg, is actually the one who came in and, and did the concept for that. Really? Yeah. And so that's why it turned out as different as it did. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that that fight is is so spectacular. And again, that is a scene that will make me cry every time. Like, if I'm really yeah. invested in watching that movie, yeah, and I and we get to that scene and and Obi like Obi once got the high ground yeah
1: and he he's like, don't do it,
0: yeah, and he takes and he he all it is 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 one swipe of the lightsaber and,
1: and Vader oh, loses and his part. legs, loses that arm and he's and my brother, he, like, brother yes, yes he loved and then he and then the you at the I loved you drops off because he's just like he he's he's broken. he's yeah. broken at the loss of of this person he has cared for all these years I, I I'm with you that hurts my heart so bad it, it's almost like you know you, you've read or seen Romeo and Juliet and anytime I ever watch that I'm always just like oh you're so close you're gonna just if you could just she's not really dead you know what I mean um man I I just uh I tell you uh, that stuff that stuff right there really really gets to your heart i will be interested in seeing i'm really encouraged about obi-wan because um, i've read articles about it and the general consensus is that this is not the obi-wan or or not the obi-wan but this is not the darth vader that we know from new hope that this is still an anakin turned darth vader that is still figuring it out and, and is getting to who he's supposed to be that he's on his journey as he is uh darth vader
0: i think was, i'm looking forward to that this is supposed to be about uh 10 years after yeah. episode three i think they said and um yeah i'm i i'm curious how they're going to work that out because the implication has always been that the last time they faced each other was on mustafar right and uh you know they didn't they didn't go face to face again until obi-wan shows up on the death star and which is
1: open-ended himself. Because you know, I just I was just watching because we just rolled into the into four and and he says a presence I have not sent since and then you drop off. Yeah. Um, he doesn't he doesn't finish anything. Yeah, you know, not since you know I saw him on Tatooine and he kicked my butt again. You know what I mean?
0: I don't think it's gonna be on Tatooine. I think that I think Obi-Wan's gonna be forced to leave the planet for a little while.
1: Go off world.
0: Yeah. I think so so here's my prediction. Based on and this is based on nothing but the trailer but you've got the inquisitors right and we know that they come to tatooine yeah so i think obi-wan is going to go off world to try and draw them away to protect luke
1: yeah that's that's smart do you think i mean so for anybody who wants to know what an inquisitor is you need to watch rebels uh rebels is an excellent you know, show, just like Clone Wars. Even better than Clone um, Wars. Even better than Clone Wars, absolutely. But you Arguably. should still watch Clone Wars. Had a yeah. time, so you get to know. They're all good. But, yeah, they're all good. But the Inquisitors, especially the first Inquisitor, or if you get a chance to play Fallen Order, Fallen Jedi, Fallen... What's Jedi one? Fallen, Fallen Order. Yeah, that one, that I, that I played. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great game. That also gives you insight to Inquisitors and Darth Vader and the Inquisitors. So. So many great. I mean, the Inquisitor aspect is is probably not known by the general public. So they're like, "Who's this?" Yeah. the you know.
0: Basically, what you need to know about the Inquisitors is that they're Jedi hunters, yeah. and that they're they're trying to track down any surviving Jedi who who made it past Order sixty six. And so there's there's plenty of there are several Inquisitors who show up here and there, uh, between in those in between years uh, between. Episodes three and four.
1: But this guy we see as the grand inquisitor. Yeah. You know, the the one from Rebels. uh, Doesn't look like him. A little bit look like him. But, you know, I really wanted Jason Isaacs to be him. So just saying. You know. Yeah. He was was the voice, right? In the series. Yeah.
0: Yeah, And he looked good too.
1: You know. You know who
0: I really want to see show up in in Obi Wan? I want to see. uh, What's his name? Dexter Jetster. I want to know. You know, the oh, guy who, who the cook in the diner, yeah, Dex's yeah, diner. Yeah.
1: Obi-Wan! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, I want to see that guy show up. <laughs> I want
0: I want Obi-Wan to have to go to him for some information at some point and be yeah. like, uh, how's life Obi- on Bans, Palpatine? <laughs> how's life on Palpatine? Or how's life on Coruscant under uh, Palpatine's rule these days? Oh, it's not oh. good, Obi-Wan.
1: <laughs> Business is bad. Yeah, yeah. Oh be Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> but we also never know what happens to Watto. So maybe we can finally see you oh, know the I'll Watto conclu-
0: <laughs> He had his so, wings clipped. Yeah. He probably got eaten by a crate dragon at some point.
1: Or, you know, what about the what about that uh the racer, the mean racer, you know, Yotosapanta <laughs> <laughs> he he's he's an especially word.
0: dangerous doug especially
1: yeah. especially
0: now uh, i do want to go back and like yeah. so come on george you couldn't you couldn't do one extra take with jake on uh could get him to say especially
1: especially does,
0: does he say escape too i mean is this a thing that anakin just does he mispronounces words no yeah
1: he just yeah. made a mistake but you couldn't go back and do an extra take <laughs> You could know that already done so many.
0: All right. So we have covered it to the end of gosh, we've gone so long. Um, Thank you for sticking with us. If you, in fact, you did stick with us throughout <laughs> this entire uh, conversation about the prequel trilogy. Uh, if you have anything to add, please feel free to um, do so in comments i assume there's a place where you can leave comments if you want to email me uh feel free to do that i'm just peckapalooza at gmail.com uh i'm i'm up for any debate you want if you think that jar jar is the greatest character in the history of star wars i will come at you with ahsoka tano uh (laughs) but uh again feel free to let us know what you think um and uh again, this is, this is, we, we just do this to have fun. We love talking about stuff. We do. Um, yeah. And, and we'll, I mean, we, again, talk about everything. So um, if you're enjoying what you're listening to, uh, tell your friends about it. Maybe they'll enjoy Absolutely. it too. Uh, drop us uh, a five-star thingamajig or. Um, yes. A we like, like
1: five stars. Yes.
0: A, a subscription on, uh, on the, the Spotify. Is that, is that a thing that people do subscribe? Can they? Can or is it a follow? Do you follow? things
1: fo- You follow things now. You
0: follow things. Okay, so follow us on on the Spotify. Follow us. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Peckapalooza everywhere. So if you want to find me on Twitter, on Instagram,
1: follow a Peckapalooza.
0: I don't. I don't take a whole lot of pictures on Instagram, but you can you can find me there if you really want to at Peckapalooza. So.
1: And if you're in the gaming community and you see it in various, that's me. I'm the only in there is.
0: There you go so far um all right well we'll be back next week and we'll be talking about more stuff so have a pleasant whatever it is wherever you are catch you later